Welcome to Veterans Hour, the Veterans Hour, your source for news, talk, and uncensored commentary here on your Lone Star Community Radio Station. Uh, happy Fourth uh, of July, happy Independence Day to you all. Um, I'm your host, Douglas B., and you can listen to us the first Tuesday of every month at 1 p.m. here on 104. Point, uh, I'm going to screw this up, 104.5 and 106.1. After a year, you'd think I'd have that right by now, Dick. Sorry about that. Um, listen, uh, we got a big show for you today. We're gonna, we're, I have with me uh, Tony and Cheryl from The Legal Connection. They're on right before me, and they're on every Tuesday at noon. Um, we're doing a two-hour show on um, the Declaration of Independence, the meaning of, the, of Independence Day, and changes to the Texas gun law. If, you had, if you're joining us late, if you're not part of, if you didn't tune in to listen to The Legal Connection, um, you can check them out on Facebook um, and here on the Lone Star Community Radio Station. And uh, I'm sure that Dick is going to post a link underneath our Facebook right now at Veterans Air, uh, US over on Facebook. Um, we were talking about the Declaration of Independence. And, yes. I, am, I, and, and I really want to, to get my show into um, the Second Amendment and the changes to the Texas gun law because it is important to tie these two together because without the Second Amendment and without people um, having firearms, we can't defend and support these documents that we talked about. But right. I wanted to, to start off by reading to you. You might, you know, I print everything out and I'm always out of order. Um, I want to read to you a letter that I received from Master Chief uh, Pete Koch, retired or coach. Um, and I'm going to read this to you. It's about an eight-minute read, so, so bear with me. Master Chief writes this. I would initially think that the 4th of July speech would be an easy one. After all, it's a national holiday, a family day, and there's usually a great picnic somewhere with hot dogs, watermelon, at least one three-legged three race or a softball game, and apparently that's over at Tony's house this year. <laughs> um, <laughs> you see, I had the privilege to serve my country, to fight, to fight at and in Vietnam along with men who were more than fellow sailors. They were my very good friends. And while I came back and can be with you here today, many of them did not. So it is in their honor that I share some Fourth of July thoughts with you today. It's a great holiday, and it honors our great nation, Independence Day. The Fourth of July. This is perhaps the most celebrated family holiday other than Thanksgiving and Christmas, and it's appropriate because the 4th of July is all about families. Our nation declared its independences for our families to live free, not just for one generation, but for the future generations and what odds they faced. This must have seemed impossible. When the Continental Congress unanimously adopted the resolution on July 2nd calling for independence, within two days the Congress endorsed the Declaration of Independence in its final form. The 4th of July would ultimately become the most revered national holiday in our country. But over 200 years ago, it was just another hot summer day. Our forefathers went up against the world's most colossal empire since ancient Rome. No colony had ever successfully left a mother country to set up its own governing state. Not only were the historical odds set against them, they were set to fight the world's most powerful navy. King George III sent a massive armada for what, to, what was to become the largest amphibious assault of the 18th century, over 300 ships and 32,000 men. On July 12th, the British decided to test the rebel defenses by sending the Phoenix, a 44-gun battleship, and the Rose, a 28-gun frigate, past Manhattan into the Hudson River, with guns blazing and cannonballs falling on rooftops. One of the first battles for independence occurred in New York. The rebel response was led by Alexander Hamilton, who commanded four of the largest cannons in the American arsenal, which stood directly in the line of fire. New York was eventually lost to the British. But by mid-August, only 20% of the citizens in New York City remained, a mere 5,000 citizens, General Washington's soldiers, General Washington's soldiers included both elderly men and young boys, would dwindle to fewer than 3,000 as British sea power and Hessian troops overran Fort Washington and Manhattan. 
General Washington retreated to New Jersey, and it would be seven years before New York was taken from the British control. But you know how the story ends. General Washington led his ragtag troops across New Jersey, and he would avoid large-scale confrontations that played to the British strength and begin a new battle strategy. We should on all occasions avoid a general action or put anything to risk unless compelled by the necessity into which we ought never to be drawn, General Washington told Congress. Small-scale skirmishes and guerrilla tactics which favor the American forests and landscapes would replace traditional methods of battle. And it worked. He won. We won. The United Colonies of America became free and independent states. Turn the page, Doug. Please stand by. We're experiencing technical difficulties. Mm. The United States of America was born. Perhaps it is ironic that our battle against terrorism also began with New York City as one of the first battlegrounds. The attack on September 11th initiated a new war, a war on terrorism. As past Deputy Commander, as past Deputy of Defense Secretary Paul Wolfenzitz recently told troops in, in Fallujah, Iraq, what you are doing is fighting another kind of evil. It's not fascism, it's not communism, but it's every bit as evil. And I think it's every bit as dangerous to our country. And in this war, there is no armada of British ships visible across the New York Harbor. The enemy is present, but hidden. We must rewrite the battle plans of the past and create new ways to combat this enemy. Our Navy is doing just that. Our Chief of Naval Operations, Admiral Bern Clark, recently stated that speed, agility, and stealth are critical to the future of naval operations. New capabilities and concepts will give the Navy the ability to fight quicker and influence events during pre-hostility phase. Our determined to win, however, was forged over 200 years ago when insurmountable odds were overcome. The 4th of July is truly our Independence Day, a day of celebration or remembrance and rededication to our country. I know that you share with me your pride in being an American. Our country has been criticized for being the richest country in the world. Let me suggest that we are proudly the richest country in the world, rich in our multicultural heritage, rich in our traditions, rich in our entrepreneurial spirit, our zest for the unknown, and our reach into the future. The American colonies became the United States of America because of our determination, our self-discipline, and most of all, our dreams. Our desire for life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness is not a coined phrase, but a day-to-day -day philosophy celebrating free expression, freedom of religion, freedom of speech, and the right to be and remain free. It is in this spirit, in the spirit of freedom, that the 4th of July should be celebrated. Thank you, Pete, for sending that in. Um, I think that, that the 4th of July our Independence Day should be another day where we rededicate ourselves to the principles that founded and secured this country and our rights. Now. That was a good opening, like the better than Judge Janine. <laughs> Man, it's great. Uh, Pete, is, Pete is actually a very, very good writer. Um, uh, Pete had a, uh, when he got out of the, uh, of the, Navy, and why would anyone join the Navy? Uh, Michael Derry, that's the question for you. Um, if you remember uh, a few years back, uh, Michael, big supporter of the show, decided that he was going to serve his country and joined the Navy. Mm -hmm. um, it is a, a Department of, of Defense, the mm -hmm. little boys' department, of course. Oh, um, okay. So Michael, uh, Mike Derry is now in A school. Hey, Michael, congrats. I uh, hope you're loving that Navy coffee. Send some to me. Mm. Um, what were we going? What were we going to talk about? Oh, did, did I introduce you guys? No. Well, kind of. I think you might have. I don't. Yeah, if you if you show. weren't here uh -huh. at the last show, this is Tony and this is Cheryl. They're with the Legal Connection. Um, hey guys. This is, this is a continuation of our discussion on Independence Day and the changes um, in Texas gun laws, and 
Well, and we, you were going to make the, the nexus between the, uh, the Declaration of Independence and our Constitution and the need for uh, our right to bear arms to, to be, remain free. That is absolutely true. As if you're a follower of the show, you know that uh, we believe that we're constitutionalists here and that we are governed by laws. And those laws and those rights come to us from the United States Constitution. I thought it was the Bible. <laughs> now, in the Constitution, we have a Second Amendment, and that Second Amendment says that we have the right to bear arms, and that right will not be infringed, that we need this to protect the United States. Now, I don't care where you fall on this argument, whether guns are good or guns are evil, that is irrelevant. You must, though, concede the point that without the Second Amendment, your other rights can be taken from you. The First Amendment right of freedom of speech and freedom of the press can be taken from you. Your Fifth Amendment can be taken from you. The Fourteenth Amendment can be taken from you. Your Fourth Amendment can be taken from you. It's only by the force of arms or the threat thereof that keeps the government in check, if our government is currently in check. Now, Texas and we got to love Texas. As you all know, I am not a Texan. I was born in New York, but I got to Texas as quickly as I could. When did you get here? Uh, I got here in 97. Okay. And that was as fast as you could get here? Wow. 97? Wow. Yeah, well, you know, you I... walk? <laughs> most of the way, actually, I did. Yeah, oh I did too. Um, as Gump. <laughs> I, I, I got here via U-Haul. Um, <laughs> and, and, uh, Christy, RC, if you're listening... I'm sorry, I got a new car, so I no longer have the bumper sticker. I had a bumper sticker from a dear friend of mine who said, uh, uh, I wasn't born in Texas, but I got here as fast as I could. Mm -hmm, I've um, seen those. At any rate, one of the wonderful things about Texas is um, Texas's independent spirit. Texans are an independent group. Right. And while they're independent, they still believe in the rule of law. Right. Now, for those of you that choose to carry concealed, a concealed weapon, or choose to have firearms and use those firearms for skeet shooting, varmint shooting, whatever the case may be, you need to know that there are changes in the, law, in the Texas laws that were just voted upon last month and signed by Governor Abbott into law. These are changes to current firearm laws in Texas. That are amazing, and mm -hmm. I applaud them. I do too. And, and Dick, my phone's wacky, so you gotta tell me when I go too long. <laughs> Dick's real quiet today. Mm -hmm. You're looking good, though. <laughs> <laughs> the first one we wanna talk about is House Bill <laughs> 121 um, by veteran, uh, by veteran, by Representative Valori Swanson of Spring mm -hmm. and Senator Brandon Crichton, near Conroe. Um, this provides a legal defense for license to carry holders who unknowing, unknowingly enter establishments with a 30, 30 odd six or 30 odd seven sign as long as they promptly leave when verbally informed of the policy. Which is completely appropriate in any defense. If you were trespassing and you were asked to leave, with even not having a law there, that would be the exact proper thing. But I'm surprised they'd have a law. Uh, I guess people have been arrested. And not knowing, and so they had to pass a law for it, but that's completely inappropriate if you didn't know or you forgot. So. Well, first off, I, I want to give you a little background on this because I saw this sticker, this placard, at a, uh, at, well, I'll do it. At the Veterans of Foreign Wall 4709 <laughs> is not in compliance with current Texas law because current Texas law and federal law says that you have to have a 30-odd-6 and a 30-odd-7 notice prominently displayed. And the 30.06 uh, law says that it is unlawful to carry in this establishment. Mm -hmm. You can't carry in bars. Right. Or where any place that has 51% or more of alcohol uh, derives its revenue from 51%. So it's supposed to be on the front door. Mm -hmm. Theirs is not. And that must be the Texas government code, correct? That is federal law. Federal law. federal law. Okay, so I was trying to figure now, out what code was. I'm a code now, person. Code 
230.07 is the law that covers whether or not you can carry openly. Okay. Now, if you're a concealed gun carry licensed person, mm-hmm. or you're carrying a firearm for whatever reason, um, if you're not aware of the 30-06-30-07 um, requirements, legalities, then you're wrong. But, and I say this with a but, you go run into a store to pick up some diapers. Right. And that mm-hmm. store, that convenience store, just happens to have a 30-06 or 30-06 sign in there. And you, under the old law, you could be arrested for that, for the violation of it, and right. jailed, mm-hmm. fined, whatnot. Mm-hmm. But this new law says, hey, as long as you leave after you're told, hey, did you not see the sign? You can't be in here with your weapon. Mm-hmm. Well, that's completely appropriate. It should have it been is. that way all along. Exactly. I know. It sounds exactly. like some unreasonable be. people mm-hmm. have been enforcing these laws. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. House Bill 302. Rep. Paul from Houston and Rep. Hughes from Mineola prohibits no firearm clauses in the future residential lease agreements and protects tenants' rights to possess lawfully owned firearms and ammunition in dwelling units and on manufactured home lots and to transport their guns directly between their personal vehicles and these locations. Yes, it's true. We did have apartment complexes. We did have mobile home lots and whatnot saying, hey, you're renting and part of our rental agreement is you can't have a firearm here. Wow, I, I can understand that. that. As a landlord with people that are crazy, uh, you don't want them to have guns because they'll shoot you when you come collect the rent. But on the other hand, you got the situation like the people down there in Houston that were, uh, of course, they had guns, and that's why there's a lot of bad stuff going on, but they were raided improperly. Remember all of the, yep. um, the yeah. uh, I guess, the drug... The uh, couple. The, and the, then the, the police officers, investigators came mm-hmm. in and lied about the, 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 the phony warrant, mm-hmm. and then these people died. But... They, they did have guns, so that, that, um, that, that's the, the opposite side of the argument. They had guns, but I don't know. You know what? I read that they didn't use them, that there wasn't any evidence they actually even used their guns, and it was all police brutality, basically, or it was kind of a setup. So. Well, well but it's a right to carry. It's a right to own, and, and if, if renters can't own guns, then their they can't rights are being violated. Right. Mm-hmm. Thank you. That's the point. And the case that you're talking about, Tony, there's a lot of things involved in that, and that was not a, a Second terrible. Amendment type no, of it case. Wasn't, that no. was happened to be included that was, in there. That was a terrible situation. Um, that was that was yeah. a, a, a Fourth Amendment, if we yes, want to get into that, a Fourth cert, Amendment. A not, that was a um, improper search and seizure, no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. This change, this House bill that's now enacted into law, says if you're a landlord, you can't arbitrarily say you can't have firearms on my property. Mm-hmm. Um, now, whether or not the individual is authorized to have that weapon can, because, you know, if you're a felon, you can't have a weapon. Right, right. But if you're a felon and you're renting from my house, you can't have a weapon to begin with. Right. right. And if you have a weapon, that's not my fault as the landowner. And here's where it becomes critical that this law comes into place here. You, Tony, can have a firearm. If you commit something illegal with that firearm while on my property... I, as the property owner, am not liable because this law, this law here, this house bill that's now law, has changed that and put, since I'm not allowed to say as the landlord you can't have a weapon, you have a weapon and you do something illegal on my property. I should not have any civil liability then. No, you shouldn't anyway. That's right. I mean, I know in the past um, insurance policies would protect the landlord if you've got some, you know, something happened on there, but... That's that's just common sense. If you're if somebody does something bad with a gun, the person that ha- is owns the premises shouldn't be responsible for it because you had if you didn't know if you weren't in conspiring with them, then oh, why should but, you have fault? But this is America. We can sue anybody, anybody, anybody yes, at any time for anything. If you'd be found liable, is a different story. So you could, they could still see you even under this, but you, they wouldn't win. Give me a trial by jury, um, and I will always win because you know. Seriously, people, where are, we, where are you going to find 12 of my peers? 
Oh, please. Dick's going, oh, no. Why do I have him on my show? Come <laughs> off of Doug Douglandia, your favorite, um, not island planet. Hey, I'll say this, though. Twelve people are usually reasonable. You'll find, for the most right. part, I will mm -hmm. say when you get 12 people together that don't have any bias, you're going to get a, a good decision. Yes, you will. Mm -hmm. Let's move on. House Bill 1143 by uh, Representative Hefner. Uh, am I even pronouncing your name right, Cole? Hefner and... Uh, and Senators uh, Hughes prevents school districts from effectively prohibiting the possession of firearms in private motor vehicles by limiting their authority to regulate the manner in which they are stored in locked cars and trucks, including by employees. Now, this takes some thought to understand this law. A school, by definition, is a gun-free zone. It means you can't have a gun there. This law is saying that if you are exercising your Second Amendment rights and you have a Second Amendment right because you're not a felon or, you know, protection order or whatnot, and you happen to have a, a weapon, you can have that in your car on school property with certain restrictions. And this all came about from another case. A college student was raped and, beatly, and, and badly beaten in a parking lot on the school because the school made her remove her firearm from her vehicle earlier, a few days earlier. That's really? where this law, yes, that's where this law came about from. Mm. Now, mm. here's my, my thoughts on this, because you know, everybody listens to the show that knows that I have an opinion on everything. Mm. And um, I love this show because I have the soapbox, soapbox to give you my opinion on everything. My opinion is this, if you are a carrier of a firearm and you're carrying it in your car, and you have improperly secured that firearm because you're leaving your car. You have improperly stored and secured your firearm in, firearm in that vehicle, then you should be beaten with it because you're stupid. You are unsafe to have a firearm if you don't do it correctly. What is Am I improper? getting you in trouble? Am I getting you in trouble, Dick? What is improper storage? Yeah, tell us about okay. how do you secure it once yeah. we get our gun. We don't want to be stupid. <laughs> All right. Well, Tony doesn't want to be your loaded, I do. Your loaded weapon, chambered loaded weapon, mm -hmm. underneath your driver's seat mm -hmm. is not secured. If you're going to secure your weapon while you leave your car, the proper way to do this is unchamber the round. And while you're walking around, riding around with the chambered round, I have no idea. You're not in Fallujah. Yeah. Um, unload it, remove the magazine, lock them up. Lock it in the glove compartment. Lock it in the center console. And yes, your center console has to lock. Lock it in the trunk of your car. Put it in a holster that's locked. And they sell those, by the way. You see them underneath the steering columns all the time. That's the proper way to do this. You're no longer going to be in that vehicle with that weapon. Then that weapon needs to be secured. When you return to that vehicle, go ahead and put the magazine back in. So take the magazine out, put it in the glove compartment, and lock, lock it. it. Secure it. I would prefer that you put it in the trunk of your car. Because if somebody you know, breaks your window and steals it, steals yeah, it out of your car. but then somebody would console. know you had a gun. I wouldn't want somebody to know that. I'd prefer to have it in the compartment so they're not paying attention to it. Exactly. Because then they'd want to steal my gun. Exactly. So I exactly. wouldn't put it in the trunk. Unless I had a little compartment like they have in the, all those movies where you can get to it from the back. Yeah, from oh, inside yeah. your car. Mm -hmm. My weapon, if I were, were, if I were a weapon carrier, if I had weapons, not saying that I do, but if I did have weapons, that <laughs> weapon would be upon me at all times because I'm carrying concealed. If I'm going someplace where that weapon isn't allowed to be in there, why would I take the weapon anyway? If I'm going down to the cantina, I know that it serves alcohol. Why would I bring my weapon with me? Alcohol and, and guns do not mix. Do not I mix. know that. Yeah, yes, That's the most yes. important thing that a defense attorney tells everybody. Alcohol and guns and firearms do not mix, people. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, House Bill 1177 by Representative Felden? Philan? Pronouncing your name? Felon. Felon? Thank you. Mm -hmm. And uh, Senator Crichton uh, protects citizens from being charged with a crime for carrying a handgun. Without a license, without a license to carry, while evacuating from an area during a declared state or local disaster, 
or while returning to that area and allows shelters, which are otherwise prohibited locations, to decide whether to accommodate evacuees with firearms in their possession. So we're talking about Harvey here. That's right, we are. Okay. <laughs> we're talking about Harvey, and we're specifically talking about the wildfires we had a few a few years ago here in Texas. Okay. Uh -huh. What this is saying is that um, if you have a weapon and you're evacuating, but you are not licensed to carry concealed, right? this is your get-out-of-jail card, and that each evacuation center can make its rules about whether or not they're going to allow you to be in there with your weapon. Mm -hmm. Now... Previous to this, previous to this, if you are riding down the road evacuating from an area which has been declared to, to evacuate, you have mm -hmm. to evacuate, and you happen to have a weapon on you and you don't have a concealed carry permit. What if we have a holster on? Does that count? A holster has nothing to do, okay. enters into whether you're carrying concealed or okay. not. Okay. Having it in a holster is not concealment. Okay. It, even in your car, I you thought you had a holster that gave you the, wa the waiver. No. A holster just carries the weapon. Okay. Concealed is that you can't tell that I'm carrying a weapon. Okay. That's concealed. So right. it could be a holster under your arm. Arm, could be shoulder, could be back, could be ankle, could mm -hmm. be whatever. Holster does not make it concealed. Maybe that's why you're thinking. But I'm just thinking that. that if you're leaving and you have your in your holster and it's showing, that's okay, right? No, because it's I thought okay. in Texas you could carry your gun in a holster. As, as long as it was a gun. Yeah, okay, it seems on. like I've heard that hang, too. Hang on. Yes, because license to carry because we did a whole show on it. This is my get Not home that we bag. Have guns. Okay. That's your what? This is my get home bag. <laughs> when, when the world goes to hell, I have everything that I need to get home to get to my, to my wife and be back. Okay. Mm -hmm. The question is if there is a weapon in here, would it be concealed? Yes. Yes, because I can't see it. But I'm not carrying this, it's sitting here on the table. Right? It's, well, so, con it's concealed. Yeah. If you can't see it, it's concealed. Right. A holster is just a carrying mechanism. Oh, he's d differentiating the holster. So the holster has nothing to do with whether it's concealed or not. That's right. right. But can't can you have your gun in your holster pretty much wherever you can go where guns are allowed? In order to carry open. Without a license. In order to carry open, order to carry open, you have to have a concealed carry permit. Period. Oh. If you want to walk down the street here, with your 30-06, you can, because there is no requirements to have a concealed carry permit to carry a long gun or a rifle. That applies only to handguns. Okay. Only to handguns. Good to know. So all this is is when you have to evacuate, when the next hurricane comes and you're driving along 45 and you get pulled over, your car overheats or whatnot, um, and you happen to be carrying a weapon, if you're allowed to carry that weapon, i.e. You're, you're not a felon, a felon right, right, you don't right, have uh -huh. a protection order against you, yada, yada, yada. You're not prohibited from carrying it. That's right. Law. Thank you. You're not prohibited from carrying it. You're not going to get arrested. You're not going to get fined or whatnot for having this weapon. Okay. And you see, I have to ask these questions because as a criminal defense attorney, unless it comes up, I don't have to know the law because it keeps changing. I right. apply it as the situation comes right. up, and since I don't have a gun... I just thought in Texas, as long as you had in a holster, you could just walk down the street. Nope. Nope. Hey, I got a, I got a, I got a veteran's heir coming in. Can I take this call on there? <laughs> Let's see. Hang, hang on a second. I'm going to give this a try, everybody. <laughs> Doug Burrell speaking. You're not on the air, but you're talking to Doug Burrell. How you doing? You want to be on the air? Congratulations, you're on the air. Who are we talking with? This is Harry. Hey. Harry out here in Idaho, sir. Hi, Harry in Idaho. We're reaching all the way out to Idaho today. Wow. How are you doing today? What's what's on your mind? Uh, uh, you got it. I'm watching on the Facebook Live. Y'all look great. Uh, nice. You know, it's, it's interesting nowadays. You know, you're, you're going to be a guest on a radio show. You got to dress up in this day and age. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't have to dress up. I, I, I shaved. Does that count? I, I am a veteran, yes. Uh, this, is, this is a show for veterans. We talk about uh, news, talk, uncensored commentary. We talk about veterans' issues and issues of America. Man, I tell you what, I got so much. 
much respect for everyone who donned the uniform and, and served. I myself did not serve, but I have such an admiration for y'all that uh, what, I, what I've actually done, and it's a good little trick for anyone who's listening as well, is I went to like an Army-Navy surplus store, and you get yourself an Army outfit, and you wear it around, and people will treat you very well as if you were a veteran. <laughs> Uh, Harry, that's that's kind of borderlining of uh, of stolen valor there. Yeah, but I mean, I'll get a free breakfast down at the diner. Oh uh, yeah, that's that 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 that's definitely stolen valor there, Harry. But I mean, I do it out of respect, sir. Uh, uh, respect for the uniform, and I just I want to feel a part of it. And I put that on, and I'll tell you what, people talk look at me like I'm ten feet tall. <laughs> well, Harry. Thanks for being American. We need to get back to the show. Thanks for calling in. <laughs> and Dick, this is why you want to screen calls. <laughs> um, let's continue on. Um, House Bill 1791, Representative Krauss and Senator Fallon closes loopholes in the state's wrongful exclusion law that cites counties and state cities, counties, and state agencies having been using to restrict the license to carry holders in government buildings. Good. You guys deal with this every day, don't you? Yes, every day. I went through our metal detectors. Oh, oh my wow. gosh. Oh, gosh. Particularly with, since the Harvey and the, the criminal center shut down and they're rebuilding everything, mm -hmm. you can't even find your court. You're going into all, and the metal detector every time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And this hopefully will, will help that. Um, let's see what else we have here. House Bill 2361, Representative Harris and Senator Birdwell, allows foster parents to store, store arms in a safe and secure manner while making them more readily accessible for personal protection and purposes. Hmm. They got any idea where so this came I up with? So I did not know that foster parents that? could not have guns. That is correct. They could not. Wow. Well, and if they did, they'd have to be um, in a safe the firearms in the safe and the ammunition in another one. And now, how does that work? That they don't have to be in the safe? It's not like uh, to be in a safe. Allows them to store firearms in a safe and secure manner right. while making them more readily accessible for personal protection purposes. Maybe no longer. You're just saying safe? that they couldn't have it all before, and now they can at least have them if they store them properly. That's correct. Or they could have them if they were unloaded and in a safe, and the guns were separate. So they. But could isn't that have what them. that law is saying now? No. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. No. Um, I would encourage all foster parents out there to jump on the Texas.gov and read fully House Bill um, 3263 so that you can be... 2363. 2363, thank you. Mm -hmm. thank you You're welcome. So you can be totally up on what your requirements are for to be a foster parent in this. Um, we're not going to do that one. We're going to do this one. We're going to do Senate Bill 535 by Senator Campbell and Representative Flynn strikes churches, synagogues, or other places of worship from a list of prohibited locations in the penal code, clarifying that these places have the same rights enjoyed by nearly all other controllers of private property in the state to decide whether or not to allow licensed carry holders on their premises. Good. This is a freedom of religion aspect of our Constitution. Mm -hmm. Prior, the government said, if you're a church and synagogue or, or whatnot, um, you can't have a weapon there. This is saying now it's up to the church, synagogue, or See, other I didn't know that. I, that makes no sense because they're sitting ducks. I know. Just like with all these shootings. But I, I thought that these churches just elected not to have protection Oh, that's incredible. And, and this, this, this is important. Yeah. This is important. Very um, important. Now, I'm non-denominational. I try not to put religion into but, the show. Uh, I'm not non-denominational. You'll be Catholic um, soon. But <laughs> when, when I do go to services, I may go to, to a church called Church of the Rock. Mm -hmm. And this is a mobile church. Mm -hmm. oh, really? It'll be uh -huh. in this convention center one week. It'll mm -hmm. be over in the hotel the next week. Interesting. Mm -hmm they now have the right to determine whether or not they're going to allow their parishioners, their congregation, to carry weapons mm -hmm. or not. Um, that explains why churches were being attacked. 
they well, could protect them. Well, my question is, you just said parishioners and congregation, so they could hire security in Absolutely. there. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. So they could be because I know that, that big church in Colorado Springs um, that was uh, Ted, I can't remember the guy's, uh, the pastor, but it was the big one in Colorado Springs that the guy walked in and started shooting everybody oh, up. okay. Um, they had security okay. there. And that explains, I'm sure the before this, Joel Osteen and his group probably had security, security too. Right. Okay. Because right. that would be so, well, that you would know, be a draw to crazy people. We, right. we, we, we've joked around about Douglandia before, but it really is one of my, my tenants here when you're crossing my property is to be armed and to carry openly. And there's actually a reasonable explanation for this rule. Yeah. Because if I have some wackadoodle that wants to come onto the property and do mm -hmm. harm, mm -hmm. he can be stopped by the good guy carrying. Fight mm -hmm. fire oh, with fires. Yes, my absolutely. That's, that's, that's the premise, I thought, for the Second Amendment rights, be able to protect your property. Yeah. People are coming onto it. Mm -hmm. How would you protect yourself? Right. Where are we at time-wise? Oh, we got a bunch of time. Mm -hmm. We got a bunch of time. Yay, um, and I've got questions. <laughs> let, let, let's do Senate Bill 772 by Senators Hughes and Representative Springer, provides civil liberty protection, civil liability protection to business establishments which choose not to post the 30-06, 30-07 signs, making them less vulnerable to frivolous lawsuits and giving them an incentive to adopt permissive policies for carrying of handguns by law-abiding citizens on their premises. Okay, lawyers, care to comment? I don't understand what it does. Read it again. Okay. This provides civil liability protection to business establishments which choose not to post the 30-06, 30-07 signs, mm -hmm. making them less vulnerable to frivolous lawsuits and giving them an incentive to adopt permissive policies for the carrying of handguns by law-abiding citizens on their premises. Well, I mean, I've got a business, okay, and so I don't post that thing, that, that notice. And somebody comes up with a gun and kills somebody. I guess that I have some protection because of this law. Exactly. So you're a business owner. You can choose mm -hmm. not to post. To post or not to post. Mm -hmm. You can choose to. However, as we as we made, I made the comment earlier. This is America. We can sue anybody at any time for anything. Uh -huh. Story gets held up. Mm -hmm. Doesn't have the thirty out six, thirty out seven sign, uh -huh. or maybe it does. Mm -hmm. Somebody gets hurt. Mm -hmm. So a technicality, they would be able to sue the owner, but now they don't have that technicality anymore. Okay? Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. See, I, I love this idea of open carry mm -hmm. um, because I believe an armed society is a polite society. There's, there's a little, uh, little, you know, I like to throw, what do they call these things? Um, I don't know what I'm trying to say. You know, catchphrases for things. But think about it. If someone's walking down the street and you see his firearm, you're going to be polite to him. Vice versa is true. He's walking Probably down the street not. and he uh -huh. sees you carrying. He's going to be polite to you. An armed society is a polite society. Well, I think, <laughs> I think I would rather, if someone had a gun on them, I would rather know it. I would rather see it. That's right. Rather than the concealed carry. I would That's rather right. know that they have a weapon. But, but it doesn't bother me. Seeing guns doesn't bother me. I know some well, people, not in they Texas. get all freaked I out. Mean, and it's such a, uh, it's such a people, I mean, truly, it's well, a Texan know, thing. People get freaked out because... There's a lot of people out there that, while they have the right to bear firearms, to have, to have them, shouldn't because they're unsafe. Well, that's have ridiculous. No, that's I'm, just, I, I don't even know what to, I don't even, I, I can't get my, wrap my head around that. That's just ridiculous. The, 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 you see on YouTube, the two wackos that walked into the police station with the AR strapped across their back? No, yeah. I didn't see that. What happened? You two guys, you're an idiot. They should have beat you after they'd taken you down. What, did they really have AK-47s on their back, or were they AR-15s? Oh, AR-15s. Real, yeah. real AR-15s strapped across their back. What were they doing? They, they they were exercising their rights to carry openly. Oh. And they walked into a police station like that. That's crazy. Yeah, they they just wanted to be beaten up mm -hmm. so they can do a lawsuit. To, mm -hmm. Now, see, I have not that the the lawyer in me wants to. I, I don't know the law on that. They can't. That's the type of weapon that they can't have. Isn't that correct? Uh, no, you can you can have an AR. There really? Is, there, there is no law in this, no federal law. Uh -huh. There is no federal law that says that you cannot have an AR-15. But there is a state law. There are some states and cities and municipalities that have passed it that you cannot have 
the assault weapon. But I will tell you that if I had an AR-15, it would never assault somebody. It would sit there um, and be quiet while adults talked, mm -hmm. proper <laughs> table manners. You know, I, I say these things just for you. You know that, right, Dick? Mm. Just, just go, God, why is he doing it? All right, so we're going we're gonna to move on. Well, you I'm have, you have about, some questions. Yeah, I do, but I'm still thinking about that business. If you have the sign up there saying that, it, that, that firearms are prohibited, then uh, if you're a patron, I guess if you're somebody that's coming out, I guess it's kind of a double-edged sword. I'd be afraid they posted it because people were coming in and out with guns. And then I think it was kind of a, a, you know, a tough place. And if they don't have it, on the other hand, and everyone else did, I think it's not safe because no, they're prohibited here. I mean, they're permitted here and not other places. So I, well, I don't know. Let's, let, let's understand that, first off, the, the requirements to post a 30-06 or a 30-07 is determined by whether or not your school, or church, or synagogue, um, or your business derives 51% of its um, revenue. revenue from alcohol sales. You are required by federal law to post these signs. Okay. You're required by to. By federal law, by right? Federal okay. law. Now, if you choose, if you know this radio station, or, right? This radio station. Do you have a 30 out seven, 30 out six sign posted? No. That's right. Are you required to have one posted? No. Do you let firearms in your studio? I mean, I don't, yes. Okay. You can't say because so, <laughs> Well, I so, mean, like, there's not, I, see, that's one thing I was always wondering is I could put a sign up, but what enforcement do I have or what authority I have over it? And then even if I said, yeah, firearms are welcome, this isn't a trading post for a firearm, but then again, it's not something that we have a sign advocating for not or to bring. So it doesn't really matter. So what this law is doing is it's saying, and let's let's use we're gonna use you as an example, Dick. Dick does not have a clear policy on whether or not firearms are allowed or not allowed. He says, you know, I'm cool. Just you know, don't shoot anybody, come to my studio and shoot somebody. Mm -hmm. Now, this law is saying, hey, he's not required by federal law to post this sign. A federal or state? Federal, federal law? Okay. Federal law. He's not required to post mm -hmm. this under federal law. Under state law, he's not required to post this. Okay, good. This law is making making the liability that he assumes less. Less. Yeah, okay. mm -hmm. If somebody if, if somebody came in here and mm -hmm. fired up the studio and somebody got hurt. See, I'm just thinking that was a law to be passing the law though, because if they were if you went to a jury with that, reasonable people would say he wouldn't be responsible if somebody came in and shot up the studio, because. There isn't a state law prohibiting it anyway, and nobody would be following the federal law because states can pretty much do whatever they want. Suppose, so suppose, well, history, if it had happened before, maybe there were other gunshots, maybe it was a dangerous area, you could make an argument I to guess. a jury. And, and he should have had up that sign. <laughs> that, that's right. And, you know, suppose, <laughs> suppose that the guy who's suing the other guy um, hired Johnny Cochran. He could get a conviction, or he can get the conviction overturned, or what the case may be. Hmm, I mean, there, there is, there is definitely need for this. Yeah. All right. All right. Okay. <laughs> Are you ready for some questions? I'm going to see. Uh, I've done this before with my interpreters. Are you choking to death here? Yes. Does it matter? Answer my question. <laughs> okay. Talk to us, Tony. What do okay. you got for okay. us? Okay. I'm going to see how well y'all know your law. All right. And I think you know the answer to this, but I'm going to read you the answer too. What? And you've asked it. We're going to ask it again. What are the requirements for obtaining a Texas license to carry handgun? Check them off as I go. The law requires that you not be a felon. Okay. Pass a background check. Mm -hmm. Be 21 years of old, mm -hmm. 20 years of age, mm -hmm. um, and take the state-approved concealed firearms carry permit and pass it. There is there there is a a uh, add-on to that. Mm -hmm. Um, if you are, you can get licensed in another state that has reciprocity with Texas, and you must only require, uh, must only complete what that state's requirements are oh, for a well, concealed carry good. permit. Okay, but we don't have reciprocity with all states. I'm surprised to have learned. That's right. We have reciprocity with uh, 22 states, I believe. Yeah. So you got to be careful about that. Look it up first before you think. It, exactly. Hmm. Ignorance of law just never helps you if you're in a different state. You're in a foreign territory. Okay. So here's the canned answer, and I think it pretty much covered everything you said. Um, and I'm in codes. Texas Government Code, Chapter 411, uh, Subchapter H, sets out the eligibility criteria that must be met. Applicants must be at least 21 years of age and less active duty military. 
and must meet federal qualifiers to purchase a handgun. A number of factors may make individuals ineligible to obtain a license, such as felony convictions, some misdemeanor convictions like assault, family assault, that kind of thing, um, including charges that resulted in probation or deferred adjudication, certain pending criminal charges, That's chemical or alcohol dependencies, certain types of psychological diagnosis, and protective or restraining orders, which is kind of crazy because people are not going to say they've got problems on their license. That's the background check. Yeah. The state eligibility requirements can be found at Government Code 411.172. Federal firearms disqualifiers can be found at Section 18, United States Code 44 at 922. So if you really, you know, if you remember the show, you can look those things up to see if you might not qualify. Uh, you must also submit a completed application, pay the required fees, complete all required training, and submit required supplemental forms and materials as necessary. Okay? okay. So you pretty much covered that. The only thing you didn't add was unless active military duty, because I think you can be that when you're 18, correct? Yes. Okay. Now, how do I apply for a Texas license to carry a handgun? I did not know this, but if you want to show people, and I mean not yours, but it... It looks like a driver's license. Right, I was it's like, just a license. Just yes, I'm not. I'm not going to show mine. <laughs> um, but uh, yes, it does look like a, a driver's license. It has a picture on and it, it's and from whatnot. the DPS too. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, applicants. Oh, do you know how? So it says, "How do I apply? How do I apply?" Next question. Okay. The answer is, applicants for an original fir original first time license carry should submit an online application. So it's online these, these days, and schedule an appointment for we're fingerprinting. Running, we're running out of time. Oh, we, we are? Okay. Yes, yeah, so next question. Okay, next question. Um, once I submit my application, when should I expect to receive my license? How quick can you get them? Um, you can get them as quick as six weeks. 60 days, it says, within 60 days. So that's even quicker than, but pretty close. Um, I sent in my completed application packet, but received a letter from next the question. department. Okay. How do We're I renew? Time. I want to get as many as we can. Okay. They, can they can look it up um, for themselves. How do I renew my license? Okay, how much does it cost to obtain? How... How do I make a contribution to the Texas Veterans Assistance mm. Fund? Mm. Okay. Yeah. It's, first of all, it, it's uh, the, I believe that the current, when you apply, I believe the current application fee is $75, but mm -hmm. there are other fees associated yes. with that, such as fingerprinting, photographing, um, and the, uh, to take the course, by the way. Right. And it's like it's, a two-hour course. Yeah, you can do it online. That, you that, can do you the regular one. Now, can non-U.S. citizens obtain a license to carry? I have no idea. What is the answer? Yes. Uh, I could go further, but just no. Subject to requirements of the Federal Firearms Armor Act, and if not otherwise ineligible, resident aliens and certain non-immigrant aliens who are legally present in the United States may obtain a license. But the key is you have to be legally present to be able to carry one. Um, how long is the Texas license to carry a handgun license valid? Two to five years. Yes. Um, if I'm 20 years old, can I take the proficiency class now? And get a license when I'm 21? Yes, but there's a time frame required to that. You can't be just turn 20 and then take the course and then when you're 21th birthday, go ahead and do it because that may be 365 days yes. too long. So That's there's true. a requirement. A little bit closer. Um, how do I change? Oh, that, that's a dumb question. Um, how do I replace my lost license? I think that's pretty, uh, you know, that's something they can look at. Uh, can I use my. Uh, ooh, I don't know what this is. Uh, okay. When did the law allowing a license to open carry a handgun go into effect? Do you know? Um, I believe that was last year. It was, January 1st, 2016. So we're a little, a little bit longer than that. Um, now, uh, CHL, that's, what is that? Concealed handgun. Thank license. you. See, I don't even know because I don't have one. Yeah, the, 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 the terms they throw around is uh, concealed handgun license, CHL, um, CCP, CPL, a concealed carry permit, concealed carry license. Mm -hmm. They're all interchangeable. Can I use my concealed handgun license to carry openly under House Bill 910? I don't know what House Bill 910 is. Um, I have no idea. Let's see if that's one of the ones that we reviewed. 910, it doesn't strike a bill. Mm -mm. I have no idea. Okay, yes. Individuals who hold a concealed handgun license may continue to carry with a valid existing license. A separate or new license will not be required to carry openly under House Bill 910. Oh, that's the one that we were talking about earlier uh, in the show where you have to have a concealed carry permit to carry openly. Mm -hmm. You can't just strap it on your hip and mm -hmm. you know, walk down the street. You have to have a concealed carry okay, permit. Okay, here's some fun questions. If I was convicted of driving while intoxicated, am I eligible for a Texas license to carry? Maybe, maybe not. DWI is classified as at least a Class B, and you are ineligible for a license for five years after conviction of a Class A or a Class B misdemeanor. So there. 
But is in DWI also not a Class B? Uh, no, that's the lowest. DWI, oh, the, really? the, yeah, you, it, there's not, Class C is just like a ticket. Class B is the lowest misdemeanor, and that's the first DWI. And if you get convicted of that, you, it says you can't care, you can't have a, uh, you can't have a license for five years. Mm -hmm. Do you all see the smile? Do you all know why I'm smiling like this? Why? No. I got one minute left. That's because I know people that have DWIs and you're carrying, so you're wrong. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, no, it's pretty bad. Okay, we got one minute. So okay. one minute yeah, gives me just enough time to wrap up. Hey, Dick, were you able to cue up my special music for, for when we leave? We are good. Outstanding. Um, I have to do a couple of things. I have to give a shout out to our, <clears throat> our, our patron saint, East Meets West Productions which is a full-service business and marketing consulting, helping vets start and fund their businesses for over 25 years. For more information, give them a call at 361-904-0044. And without them, this show would not be able to, to happen. Um, I also have to uh, let you know some things that are happening around town during this four-day holiday weekend. The first and the biggest is the VFW 4709 and the American Legion Post 411 are combining for this 4th of July weekend, and they, are, are, they have a, uh, a hot dog and, and whatnot happening at the park. I believe we have a little PDF that's gonna go up there that it's gonna <laughs> throw up, so check them out. Um, also, there is a circus in town, the 4th and 5th, over at the Lone Star Convention Center, and this station does have free children's tickets if you contact me or Dick, we can get you some. That you about. Try out. That's right for free. But yeah, you have to pay this. You're you're not a child. Thank you. Um, that about wraps up our show. Remember to tune in August sixth at one p.m. I don't know what we're going to be talking about yet, but I can guarantee you it's going to be interesting. So, I want to leave you today with a new song. As we end this, I want to leave you today with the national anthem. The Stars and Stripes. And while we're listening to that, let us remember our brothers and sisters in uniform that are today are standing in harm's way to protect our rights and our liberties. If you are wearing the uniform, I want to tell you that I am proud of you. I want to tell you thank you. And I want to say to you, stay safe, stay vigilant. To next month, this is Veterans Air. Cigarette thrown to gasoline.